So thank you, everybody, for coming out to the uh, live podcast of the Con Expo, Con Ag. And uh, I also want to let everybody know that this is the largest Con Expo ever. And today, we were graced with a beautiful sunny day. It knew that I was coming and uh, doing a live podcast. So the weather shined uh, on us today. And I want to thank our sponsor, Komatsu. Obviously, they have a beautiful booth uh, display out here today, Con Expo, Con Ag. So thank you for that. But today with me, I have the Honorable Dana Wiestoff, who is the show director for Con Expo, Con Ag, the show. And whenever I, I had the opportunity, they're like, hey, like we want to do a, a live podcast. And I'm like, I want to talk to someone important. Everybody on the team at Con Expo, Con Ag is important. I think she would contest to that. But we have someone that has a lot of background knowledge about the show and has a, has a big hand as far as what goes on here and the planning. So Dana, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. To everyone in the audience, Dana could you know introduce and, and what do you do? What's your role here at Con Expo? And kind of give a little bit background on that. Dana Wiestoff, I'm the show director for Con Expo Con Egg. I work for the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. So we own and produce the show. I've been there for 17 years. I kind of grew up in our services and I'm kind of like a giant project manager. There's a whole team of people, an army of people and service vendors that all work behind the scenes. We plan for three years to bring this event to life. Yeah, that actually was one of the things that I wanted to ask because on the way here, so we took the shuttle from north to here, which by the way is amazing. It's great, it works awesome. One of the, my estimator was like, hey, like, do you know how long that they plan this for? Like, so when this ends, is it boom, we're on to the next one? Or are you already on to the next one now? I'm planning 2026 already. I have been for a while. I think some of my team probably hates me a little bit because I'm like, yeah, 23 and 26 at the same time. We certainly are planning in advance. Um, it You really don't stop with this event. It, it really does take three years and then some to uh, plan for it. Yeah, I think that was one of the biggest things, and especially a lot of people on my crew, they're like, Man, like the, the sheer size. I mean, everyone always tells you, obviously, going up to it, right? Like, this is a big show. It's North America's largest, you know, construction and, and exposition. And to try to cover everything is pretty intense. But I think that's the true beauty of it. So I think that's why it takes so long, right, to, to plan a show like this. And to see everything in here, is there some kind of fun facts that you could tell people listening, whether it's this is after or live right now, as far as what goes on to, to put this in? You know, most of those core services, maybe with the exception of electrical, these are the people moving in like the freight and having the labor. And so he gave me some fun facts. That one vendor alone, one vendor, they have over 1,100 workers on our show. We had 40 million pounds of freight come in for our show, equipment and freight. That is the equivalent of lifting over 3,000 African bush elephants. That's what that translates to. Uh, we had 3,000 trucks come through, either marshalling yard or to the show, just a ton of logistics behind the scene. All these wonderful exhibits with, you know, the dirt and the aggregates and everything up there, the equipment on there, that was 175 dump trucks coming in, just dropping that stuff in. So really an immense amount of logistics and coordination that go on behind the scenes. And of course, we couldn't do any of this if we didn't have that army of vendor service partners working with us. Yeah, I think that's one of the, the best things that you see around here is like, 
there's a point where it's like, oh, I don't know where to go with this. There's always somebody around that you can ask. And yeah, you guys have a really solid team here. One thing that I wanted to know about is a lot of carpet. What happens to the carpet after we're done? This might be a stupid question, but does it get ripped up and thrown out? You know, it really depends. There, There's some that might. There's some that can be reused. We also have um, a new program we're doing this year with a new vendor partner where we're doing an exhibitor donation program. So things that they aren't using, it could be carpet, it could be other things. You know, sometimes maybe someone has a TV monitor that they went out and bought for a booth display, but they don't really need it afterwards. So they can donate these things through this vendor and then they partner up with local charities and organizations that can take those materials so they don't go to waste and, you know, they go to organizations that need them. That's really cool. Yeah, when I was walking there, I saw the machines on the carpet and everything. I was wondering, like, what the heck do they do with this stuff? That's really neat. Con Expo, has it always been in Vegas? What's kind of the history behind Con Expo, like what we see here today? It is a much older show than people realize. It wasn't always in Las Vegas. In fact, the very first Con Expo that was held was in 1909 in Ohio. It's a very, very long show. Con Expo, Con Egg actually were two separate shows. So the two shows came together in 1996 here in Las Vegas. They've been here ever since. And of course, they can, it continues to grow each time we hold it. Is there anything as a, a, in the future that you could kind of like let us in on now? Like what's going on? Any big plans or are we going to have to wait and just see? You're going to have to wait and see. I feel like sometimes it's a surprise to even me and the team. I mean, look around Las Vegas. There's always so much development and excitement going on here. Um, you know, like the Loop is new this year on the Las Vegas Convention Center campus. There's plans to extend that to different hotels up and down the Strip and stuff. So, you know, Vegas is probably going to look different in three years when we're back again. How does the the, the Loop system work? Like, how can people go and act? Like, that's really neat. We actually were told, like, hey, you can go, you could use this and that. Like, mm -hmm. how how did, how did that system work? Because that's pretty neat. It is very neat. It's something um, It's something new for us. You know, they opened it, I think that was last year. So if you haven't gone and checked it out yet, I would recommend it. It's fun even just to, to take a ride and, of course, save yourself a little steps. But they are um, underground tunnel systems that there are uh, electric vehicles down there. There's a driver, but it connects the back of South Hall at the Las Vegas Convention Center to the Central Hall and then over to the West Hall. That's the one on the Las Vegas Convention Center. That's free for you. You can just hop on and ride it. And right now they're expanding that system. They call them connector loops. The only one that they have open is to Resorts World, which is right behind us, that big red and uh, black building back there. So you'll see more of those little connector tunnels come on to the various hotels. Um, I believe the long-term version is they're going to try to connect that to the airport and stuff as well. So they moved pretty quickly on the development of that loop system underneath the Las Vegas Convention Center. So I expect to see some more of those before we're all back here together again in 2026. Yeah, that, that's really exciting. Another question I had was just about like leading up to the event, as far as like planning it and, and your role, like what are you kind of specifically looking at as far as, okay, the show is coming up, like as show director, what does your role entail? Like whenever you say, I am the show director, what are you kind of doing? I think what I said before in terms of being kind of a, a project manager really sums it up. I mean, every single area and department internally with us, if it's our, our marketing team that's, you know, marketing to the attendees to come, our digital team, of course, that works with you all on our social and just getting everyone excited and keeping our audience engaged in the two years, basically, that we're not holding the show, but we want to, you know, keep the conversations going about the industry and what it everyone's talking about. So I really kind of just liaison with each of them. 
I work with them on where we're going, if we're on track to get there. My other half of my job is I oversee our event services areas, our logistical services like badging, registration, our operations that work on drawing our floor plans and stuff. Those are the groups that I oversee anyway. So we're working a lot with them. It's really interesting to see specifically our operations team and how they manage plotting out using our floor. Basically, where the booths are going to go, where the aisles are going to go. It's really kind of a chaotic science behind it to make it all work. Well, I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell that because it's like everything is flawless. So yeah, hats off to you and your team and everybody, obviously. Do you have a favorite part of the show that you enjoy? That might be a difficult thing that because uh, I know, you know, you, every part of it is probably awesome. But is there one specific thing that you're like, ah, uh, every I got to do this every time? My favorite part is literally just seeing the people all coming together and seeing connections, whether that's the exhibiting companies and their booths are packed and they're talking with people or being in an area like this where it's just, you know, attendees connecting with one another and talking about, you know, challenges or successes and sharing ideas. I hear from folks so much where they'll be like, I was standing in line to get a beer and I started talking to this guy and then he told me about this thing and it blew my mind. And I'd never even know I needed to have it, but it solved this problem I had. I love stuff like that. It's just, I don't know how to, to say other than just the opportunity that this provides for people to make those connections that are just so valuable. Seeing people talking to them and, and getting to like shake hands and visually like actually put faces to people that you've been talking to for so long as well. That's pretty credible. Are you super pumped about how the weather kind of panned out for everything for today? I am. This is beautiful. The other day I was out here and it was exactly like this. And I left and then people told me it started raining. If anyone is local here in Las Vegas, please don't tell me it never rains here. You know that it never rains here. I'm like, no, it does. It's it's rained a few days now. I don't believe you anymore. I think you got to stop saying that it rains here. When we were here earlier in the month, we it takes about a month ahead of time to set up this show. In early February, we were here in this lot and we were, you know, starting to bring in some of the cranes and stuff. So we've had a rotation of our staff just in and out of Las Vegas for the last month. And I was one of those privileged ones that got to come out here. It snowed. I'm from Wisconsin. I, I legitimately had on my hat, my gloves, my winter coat, and there was crazy snow flurries here. And there wasn't any in Wisconsin as I was talking to my family that day. I just thought it was so crazy, <laughs> the weather that we've seen. But I'll take this all day. This is wonderful. You just mentioned, uh, you know, a month ago, people, you know, start coming and say, what's the first thing that comes to the show that you're like, okay, this has to come in first? Really, it's the largest exhibits. It's the cranes, the ones right behind me in that corner up there. I mean, those are the ones that take the, the longest amount of time to set and to build and to, to go up. So, you know, just like on a construction site, they need a really big laydown area to bring in all of their freight and put it up. So it's definitely a very strategic art that we rely on our general contractor for to help us orchestrate what freight comes in at what point to make sure that, you know, we have a safe environment that we can get all of the exhibits up in the short amount of time that we provide to them. Yeah. And then, then I guess a whole other part of it would be like the takedown part of it as well, too. I mean, we're nowhere near. There's still so much show left, but OK, the cranes and the machineries out of the halls and the, the aggregate and this and that, like what's the, the cleanup portion like? You know, you'd be surprised how quickly things come down. It takes a long time to build them, not quite as long to tear them down. I mean, most of the Las Vegas Convention Center, most of that, they'll be out within three to five days. I mean, this lot obviously is going to take a little bit longer, but they move 
those machines and everything out very fast. The festival grounds Mm -hmm. is a a really unique spot as well, much like everything else here. But the community zone also, is that something that you guys did new this year? It is. This is a brand new area. It's the first time that we've done it. We're super excited to do it this year. And we really did it because you all, as our attendees, had said that you were looking for this. You were looking for a place to just, well, A, sit down. We know how big the show is. We know how you know tired your feet can get. But really, you just wanted a place to sit down, get your devices charged, kind of recharge yourself a little bit, you know, have a snack or a beverage. And this, you know, to really just have a spot to connect with one another. You know, we worked hard to just grab some different leaders in the industry, some influencers that, you know, people are already following and listening to them talk about what is relevant right now, you know, what people are talking about and really just a spot to, like it says, to just gather and build community. Yeah, I could not agree more. It is cool. Like even just right now, looking out and seeing everybody that's in the audience, it's pretty amazing. They're the reason that we're doing all this, right? What I've realized too, as far as like even like working with you guys or just over the years following Con Expo, you guys have really done a really good job of like working with influencers. Where do you see the value working with people online that, you know, have a following or are doing good things in the industry? Where do you kind of see that value and why that kind of, you know, push for that? The name of this area is very fitting when we say community, because that's really what we want to try to build. I mean, obviously, once every three years, we're able to physically build it. We build this sort of like little city within the city and we bring together the construction community. And we want to try to keep that community going in the years and the time that we don't have the show. You know, obviously digital is such a great aspect for that, you know, social and other online opportunities where when people can't physically get together, we can connect online. And we want to continue to try to build that community and to keep you all connected as a community. And that's really where we're going with it, that this is just um, a manifestation of being physically here today. As far as the community zone and what you were just saying is the fact that like, although, you know, when this show is kind of, you know, Saturday and you're wrapping up, the Con Expo community is still going to be a community for the next three years leading up to the next show, keeping everybody connected and together for those three years leading up to it and and still working together and being a community for everybody. That's really unique. I think that's really cool because it's not like, okay, we're going to go away for three years and then boom, we're here again. You guys are like, no, we want to continue this and carry everybody forward for the next three years to keep the interest and keep, keep everybody together. You know, I even hear from attendees how they say, yeah, I've, I've made friends at this event. I met people. I've been friends with them. We reconnect every three years at this show. And, you know, we want to help continue to foster that. You know, we want to be able to help provide some platforms or some events or opportunities for them to help those connections continue. Someone that's in your position and in your role, is there anything kind of, I guess this is more of a personal thing. I would like to know, like, what qualities do you think is really important? to have a person that's in your role doing what you're doing as far as you know planning this big show and having a big team and 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 working together on that it's the business of live events and there's a lot of you know it's kind of like nights and weekends work you have to work with a lot of people you have to travel i mean that that's not for for everyone but i think that really at the end of the day really be willing to know how to collaborate and relationships are incredibly important like i said we we have this amazing army of staff internally at AEM and we work with so many amazing vendor partners that we have to 
really build a lot of trust with too. You know, this is this is really an orchestrated event. You know, if one or two things aren't working correctly, you can have things crumble quickly. It's really just kind of trying to make sure that you're you're staying in front of all of that. Is there a more most kind of challenging part of planning the show that is like, okay, this is one of the most tricky things to orchestrate about Con Expo. What would that be? You know, I almost said it before. It's not the trickiest thing. It just triggers in my head because you you mentioned the transportation before. And I was like, yes, a compliment on transportation. It's one of the toughest things. You know, the city is tough. It's just busy, especially there's a lot of things going on in the city. There's a lot of people. Obviously, we're bringing a lot of people here to the city for the show and just moving from point A to point B. Anytime you're getting in vehicles and moving people around, the logistics of that can be very challenging between it. It's kind of funny that you said that. I was like, yes, transportation is always a tough one for this show to try to make it right. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys nailed it. What is the square footage? Because like, again, I'm, I'm just thinking of the transportation and like how we got over here. We took a golf cart, then we got on a bus. Boom, you're here. Like, this is exactly where we wanted to go. We walked in and we saw the statues and I'm like, okay, great. This is where I need to go. What's the square footage of the show? Uh, like, it's because it's massive. For exhibitions, we always talk in the terms of net square feet. So that takes out like the space in the aisles and, you know, spaces like this and stuff. It's talking about just the exhibit booths proper. And we are over 2.8 million net square feet just for Connex Con A. Our sister event, the IFP show that's over in the South Hall is an additional about 165,000. So we're pushing 300, 3 million net square feet. And of course, then you have to sort of put it in gross square feet if you're talking about the actual distance that you're traveling. So that's about 6 million gross. Put it in a different perspective. It's like 65 acres that we span from that end to that end. That's wild. Where does the Con Expo and then Con Ag come from? There are multiple associations behind it. I kind of mentioned before, I work for the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, and that's sort of the Con Expo side of it, more the equipment side of it, and the and the OEM manufacturers. And there's two other owner associations that come along with the Con Ag side, which represents more of the, you know, the aggregate side of it. Those are the National Stone, Sand, and Gravel Association and the National Ready Mixed Concrete Association. So these three industry associations are really the ones behind the Con Expo together. And that was part of that whole partnership that I mentioned back in 1996 or when those two shows came together. So over the years, and I guess in years to come, have you ever had the opportunity to get in some machinery or or operate something maybe, or try some of the, the simulators out in the, 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 the halls? You know, the funny thing is, is I never get a chance to, and I always want to. I mean, during the, the the setup of the show, obviously that stuff isn't kind of ready. They're moving it in. And then during the show, usually it's always so crazy busy that I kind of feel bad. Like I don't want to take an opportunity away from an attendee. So I just watch it and I'm like, that's cool, but I I need to make it happen this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's your day-to-day -day at the show? Obviously, you know, you kind of mentioned your role, but when the show is active and on, like I'm imagine you're a very busy person here. Yes and no. I mean, I don't know, like if any of you have ever done project management, when it gets to that certain point, you almost sort of wait for problems to happen. You know, you just kind of wait for someone to say, 
hey, this is going wrong. What should we do? Or we need help with this. I mean, stuff like that. And then, I mean, I get to do some fun stuff like this too, where I get to go, you know, talk with people and meet. I mean, otherwise I'm just kind of walking around and, you know, talking to exhibitors when I have a chance to get into their booth and they're not busy talking to attendees just to kind of make sure things are going okay. But that's it, you know, just trying to make sure that, you know, we're staying on course and there's no problems and none of my team or any of our vendors needs help. Yeah, you said a lot of interesting things going on and like there's so many interesting panels and discussions and education sessions going on. Was that always a part of the show? For me, like, you know, you go to and you see there's machinery and stuff, but to actually have education sessions sessions or being able to listen to industry professionals. What was the draw for that? Or have they always done that at the show? For 2023, we have over 175 different educational sessions that we as the show um, put together. We work with probably about 10 different industry associations to help, you know, put together that programming of, of what those different traps and topics are. And then, of course, there's so much education in the booths, the exhibitors themselves, whether they're demonstrations or they're having discussions. You know, we try to also understand what they're doing so we can help share that information with attendees. Yeah, that's really exciting. And uh, on Friday at 9 a.m., I'm on, on one as well, too. We're kind of talking about know, branding and marketing, and we obviously touched on, but I just thought it was a really interesting part of the show that you guys have this stuff that people can go to and see and and learn so much because I think that there's so much to learn from shows like this. Pretty incredible what you guys put on here. So I think that you guys deserve a big round of applause for, for that. Thank you. I will be sure to pass that on to our education team. They work very, very hard on that. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm excited to see what happens in 2026 as well, too. You can probably expect even more, even more sessions. I mean, we're always working again, kind of what I said before, like basically when this one wraps up, you know, we we look at our, hey, you know, what was great? Let's keep doing it. What do we need to change or improve? And we just sort of roll right into the process for the next time. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the, the conversation and I'm, hopefully everyone got a little more insight as far as the facts and what went on at the show and what goes on behind the scenes to put on something this amazing. Thank you very much, Dana, for being here and, and, and talking. Thank you. And thank you all for being here. I hope that you guys are enjoying the show. And it's awesome that we get to share this uh, experience with, with everybody. So thank you guys.